0: This episode contains themes of sexual abuse, animal abuse and suicide. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Hey all you cool cats and kittens, welcome to another episode of the Prime Time True Crime Podcast. I'm Robin and I saw a tiger and I understand.
0: And I'm Brody and I saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man.
1: This week we'll be covering the case of Joe Exotic slash Carol Baskin, made more notorious by the Netflix documentary Tiger King. Part 1. Joe and Carol. A Tale of Two Kittens.
0: Did you like that one?
1: I did, I did. I'm so proud of you. I like how
0: you're trying to be serious. I'm just like, did you you (laughs) like that little joke?
1: I'm so proud of you putting together this week's episode.
0: A little side note for you guys. We weren't sure whether to do this case... Seriously, or a little bit of jokingness. Like, obviously, the amount of memes and kind of funniness that's come from this case has kind of altered how we're kind of doing it. Like, it it should be a serious case, but it's just so much, like, people fucking up that it's hard to take seriously. But as you'll see in the start here, like, there's a lot of trauma and kind of abuse these two people have gone through. And while we do acknowledge that, and that is a serious part, it's hard to forgive how much just, like dumbassery Joe does. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah, I mean the characters that are portrayed in the Netflix documentary, I think you need to take Netflix documentaries in particular with a grain of salt. They don't often show the whole picture.
0: And that's just the thing, right? They're caricatures. They're a grandeur version of like an already a guy who's already pretty big on, as we'll discover later, celebrity life and kind of being in the limelight. So when Netflix come knocking on his door, he's obviously going to put it on a bit, but underneath that kind of character and exterior, there is real people, and that's sometimes when you do stuff like this and talk about cases, it's hard to forget that they're they're real people who have real feelings and emotions, and yeah, we we do try to acknowledge that, but this will be a bit more joking towards parts, so if you don't like that, we're sorry, but yeah. What
1: what we hope to bring to you is an overall picture of both the main characters and how their paths ended up crossing and the final fallout
0: yeah so like um, Robin said before I did the research this one I won't be narrating because I suck at that but um, I most of the information I didn't get from Netflix documentary itself I got from the article that was released before the Netflix documentary so Robert Moore's article about um, this case I think is a lot more in depth and kind of better to use as like a timeline sort of way of documenting this which is how I prefer to do cases so it's going to be in a um, timeline structure with events that stick out um, and hopefully yeah we can just kind of have a glimpse of how we got to where we got to which is why I think that this case works best as a timeline set out
1: Yeah just off topic a little bit really big shout out to Brody. normally as he's discussed I do the research for most of our episodes while he is the research behind the Brokey Brokey Literature Club Um, due to the fact that I'm in my nearly second last week of university. I'm obviously under the pump with all of that. So we still want to be here providing you with episodes, even though I am very, very stressed. So without further ado, let's get into it. So, as I said, part one, Joe and Carol. Tale of two kitties. In 1961, Carol Murdoch is born in Bexar County, Texas. And then on the 5th of March 1963, two years later, Joe Vogel, who was... Who went by Joe Exotic, because nobody could pronounce that, so therefore he will be referred to as Joe Exotic from we'll now we go into one. it a
0: bit later, but there is a reason for the Joe Exotic name.
1: Uh, he was born in Kansas, so we're in the United States again today.
0: Shout out to our 20% United States listeners. It's also kind of important to notice that there's only a couple years separating these two. They're quite similar in age, and as we'll see later, quite similarities appear in their upbringing.
1: And their later interest in Tiger Cubs.
0: Yeah, which is actually spawned on by their early childhood stuff which is why I think that's important to kind of acknowledge here.
1: Around 1968, Joe claims that around the age of five he was the victim of rape from an older boy in his own home. In 1976, which is a bit of a jump about 10 years in the future, Carol claims that she was gang raped by a group of three men who lived across the street from from her. Her conservative Christian family offered her no support after this attack.
0: And just a side note, we're saying claimed here for sexual assault, not because we don't believe the cases, but because there's no. I mean, Robin always viewed is if there's no documented court proceeding or people being fined or, you know, um, punished for the crime, we normally just say claimed. That way, we're kind of in that middle of, it's it's they did or they didn't, but we haven't actually got a case to set a precedent we on.
1: We also understand that victims often don't report what has happened to them. Yeah. So we do have obviously. This is a big debate
0: that. for us. Of what do we call it? But we've just gone with claim. Um. Hopefully it doesn't offend anyone. So, but as you can see here, we've got two people who obviously have childhood trauma at a young age and we're both, it's kind of like swept under the rug sort of thing.
1: Yeah, well, I'm actually writing an uh, essay about childhood trauma at the moment. So it actually, it's, it's coming yeah. up.
0: Is, is there much evidence of people who have sexual abuse at a young age kind of shaping their personalities much? Uh,
1: abuse is the number one. So emotional, physical, sexual abuse are all the number one factor of childhood trauma that can develop future problems for the adult.
0: And that sort of abuse, all three of those would uh, arrive from a sexual assault incident, wouldn't it?
1: Um,
0: Because you've got the sexual abuse, you've got the physical of being physically and then obviously emotional, these people not being able to talk about it, would they all fit under the same category? um,
1: Emotional abuse is generally, I wouldn't call it... That okay. emotional abuse is sort of your abusive individual who is v- verbal, verbally abusive. What about a so? I ooh, mean, sorry. I don't know anything about apart from that Carol's family were conservative Christians. Um, I don't know whether they were verbally abusive to her in response to her trying yeah. to say that. Would
0: you say someone like p- saying no, this didn't happen to you, or kind of pushing on the rug would? that wouldn't be considered emotional abuse. I
1: think that would definitely like slip in just a little bit. Yeah. But
0: Either way, there's two individuals here who have both had traumatic upbrings. Uh,
1: at the age of 15, so in 1977, Carol dropped out of high school and ran away with an employee of a local roller rink. Don't see many of those these days.
0: Well, this was the 70s. Yeah, I
1: know. I want to go roller skating.
0: <laughs> you don't. Oh, I don't. You think you do, but you don't. It's like the five-gun thing. You think you want it back, but... You're not going to buy it.
1: Actually, no, I did do it in high school, and I had to go to like the kid rink because I just couldn't hack it on the adult. So why would
0: you want to do it now, as an adult, with less I feel a- like athletic ability? I feel
1: like I'm more developed in my cognitive.
0: I would doubt that.
1: <laughs> uh, so Carol began hitchhiking back and forth between Florida and Maine. She eventually purchased a Datsun truck and used that to sleep in with her pet cat. I'm assuming just a regular cat, not a, not a tiger cat at this point.
0: Yeah, so it was just a regular kind of cat that she had for, obviously, support and just having someone with her.
1: Aren't pets amazing? Just look at the COVID situation, the amount of people that have been able to l- rely on their pets for emotional support to help yeah. them through.
0: And we're also seeing here the foundations of Carol having an interest in animals and that sort of thing. Uh, at the
1: age of 17, 1979, Carol began work at a discount department store in Tampa. She later moved in and married her boss, Mike.
0: Yeah, so um, in my research I found that um, Mike offered her to start with like a room for her and a cat to stay and then later on they developed a relationship, but as we're about to see, this relationship wasn't the healthiest, which is a kind of common trait with Carol, just have funny relationships that aren't really suited to her.
1: Mike was very possessive of Carol, marking her car's travel distance each day to ensure she was not sneaking around on him. Carol began breeding show cats at home to earn some extra money.
0: Yeah, so we start to see, like, just the overbearingness of um, her partner here and her obviously trying to find some independence while making some money on the side and trying to, you know, do something with her life. Trying
1: to be her own woman.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially, she's still quite young here as well.
1: And married at the... Did she get married? Married at... Oh, later it says. I was going to yeah, say, she got married it's at about 17. a couple of years
0: later. It's about 18, 18 19, I think.
1: Hmm. Uh, in 1981, after a particularly bad argument, one night, Carol, who was fearful of Mike assaulting her, ran out of the house barefoot. Whilst walking, a man by the name of Don Lewis pulled up beside her. Don asked her if she would like a lift, to which Carol refused. Well, you you, you would. Yeah. Strange strange man in a...
0: She um, threw a potato at her partner's head and kind of run. <laughs> that's it's not it's, funny. But it's not funny. but That's, that's such that's a, a obviously, random object. Well, obviously, she didn't want to hurt, hurt him, but she also wanted to... You know, get some back. And I guess she
1: was just standing in the kitchen and she looked around and she thought oh, that Yeah, button, and be-
0: this wasn't a, a like a once off. They had several arguments before.
1: Uh, so Don later returned a few minutes later. He had a revolver lying on the passenger seat and told Carol if she did not trust him during a ride she could just hold the gun to his head. They drove to a cheap motel and spent the night together.
0: Um, when I say spent the night I don't mean sex. It's very I think Carol and Don have both gone on record saying there wasn't a sexual thing. They just slept next to each other is, like, a kind of emotional... emotional. For, yeah. Which, apparently, is quite common for guys to hire that sort of service and then not have sex. Apparently, that's, like, a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, like with, um... I think it's escorts. S yeah. They aren't always necessarily hired for sex. sexual it's pleasure. Just sometimes, it's sometimes... Yeah, like... Sometimes the, it's the companionship. It's thing. like the
0: quote-unquote girlfriend experience, and you don't always need the sex because...
1: Without being tied down to a significant other. Yeah. Um, and then we're in 1985... The year Joe calls the bad year. After he graduated, Joe talked his way into a role of a police chief chief for a local Texas town of Eastvale, which had a population of around 503. He
0: somehow blagged his way to a police chief. Just, just just
1: Just skip the academy. It just
0: shows his kind of thing, though. He has the ability to kind of talk his way into things and kind of find himself in situations where he shouldn't be, which is a very common theme we'll get to.
1: So it's interesting to think that maybe he had just a little bit of knowledge about the law.
0: Yeah. Well, no, he's really just good at blagging his way into things. It's incredible.
1: It was in 1985 that Joe claims he suffered a car accident. There are differing reports as to what caused this accident. In 1997, he told the Dallas Morning News it was the result of his car being forced off a bridge during a drug investigation. Robert Moore, who wrote the article that we will talk about a bit later... Claims Joe told him the accident was a suicide attempt brought on by being outed as homosexual to his parents by a sibling. The town folk of Eastvale do not recall the event, nor do Joe's family members. But Joe has photos of a demolished car as proof.
0: Yeah, so he showed those to the um, moor and kind of said, like, this is my proof. This is also a common theme of Joe having, like, a grander story and then people not validating that story or not giving it weight, which is... So we've seen a couple of things I want to notice here. We've seen Carol very quick to jump from a relationship to suit her niece. She has a very good survival instinct, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, and then we see Joe being able to kind of talk his way into situations. And also, he kind of grandoses himself. He sees himself as like a big time celebrity thing, which, you know, he ironically ended up becoming. Um,
1: we've got 1986. Joe starts a pet shop in Arlington, Texas with brother Gerald. And husband, Brian Ryan.
0: Uh, yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people don't know about this boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely, again, as we discussed, Netflix doesn't tell us everything. Well, not Netflix, really but the the, time, docu- yeah. the documentary makers don't tell us everything.
0: Yeah, so him and his um, partner and his brother, um, they all started a pet shop together. So, obviously, the love of interest for Joe is about to be born and within this.
1: After the death of Joe's brother, Gerald, in a trucking industry incident... Joe's parents received a sizable settlement from the truck company. Joe convinced them to use this money to purchase an old horse ranch in Oklahoma and turn it into a refuge for rescued animals. The park was named the Gerald Wayne Exotic Animal Memorial Park, referred to as the GW Zoo. In 2000, Joe would begin to acquire his first of many tigers and the zoo expanded to house many big cats and other exotic animals. Now, we're just going to refer to... Joe and Carol don't refer to their establishments as zoos, but yeah. for simplicity reasons, we'll...
0: Another thing that people who have read the article will know I took out was Joe's tendency to say racial comments. He does it here. He does it several times about celebrities such as Shaq and other black um, individuals. I've left it out because... I'm going to say it now, obviously, but I think it's not really relevant. It, all it does is put him in a bad light when... I don't want to just come off as Joe being a bad guy, but... I think the, I think the, yeah. the
1: timing and where he grew up are important to... I'm not saying We're that, not
0: justifying it, no, but, but... I don't have the context for the environment he grew up in, but he did... Yeah, he, there was several instances of racism by Joe, which Netflix also left out, which I'm not sure if they did that on purpose, or apparently Joe, while they were filming, asked several of the Netflix people why he couldn't say the N-word, so I'm not sure if he was being sarcastic there. He generally didn't know that... There's a context. Yeah, which makes me a bit more likely to say, well, he probably...
1: Possibly he grew up in a family and an environment where the N-word was an acceptable term, unfortunately. We've been quite lucky to
0: grow up up in a place where we know we're not meant to say that and we get to avoid that kind of backlash and stigma of saying that. I know I've said terrible things in the past as well, which I've...
1: We've all done as teenagers, unfortunately. So I I
0: just want to give Joe the benefit of the doubt here and that's why I didn't include it. Anyway, moving on.
1: So... So it appears I have reading comprehension problems this week. But back in 1991, so Joe's brother died in 97. In 1991, Carol and Don eventually left their spouses and married. Then they buy their first bobcat, Winsong. So we'll jump back over to the mid-1990s. Carol and Don have acquired more than 100 big cats. These cats were kept on a 40-acre land near the end of Easy Street was commonly referred to as wildlife on Easy Street. It's a
0: great name by the way. <laughs> it
1: is. It's very good play on play on words. Don and Carol begin to clash over the philosophy of the facility. Don yeah. was a fan of breeding and selling cats to make money, whilst Carol was disgusted by the idea of viewing it as a moral.
0: So what we're seeing here is the divide between the two kind of ways of looking at this industry. You've got people like Don who is a businessman by heart, he kind of scrapped his way up to being a millionaire. And now he wants to make money off. They're still helping, I technically guess, but he and wants... they're
1: still caring for. But he
0: wants to breed and sell cubs. Whereas um, Carol, and we'll see later, becomes a big issue for her, is a, a, against this trade. She doesn't want an industry like that in America where cubs are abused. You know, they're born, they're... And now
1: li- they are profitable.
0: And then they grow bigger and bigger and they cost more to feed and they get abused and they get end up getting killed. So we're seeing a, a big divide here. And, and Joe will... As you see, Carol has always has a protagonist in her life who fills that role, and when Don later moves out of the picture, we see Jo take that role as the antagonist in her life. In June
1: 1997, Don and Carol's fighting begins to escalate. Don files a petition with police against Carol. He told them that Carol had threatened to shoot him if he did not leave the house. Police reject this petition and Don leaves a copy of it with his secretary, Anne McQueen, telling her to keep it safe in case anything was to happen to him. A few weeks later, Don goes missing. Carol claims that Don got up before her that morning, telling her he was going to Miami. His van was later found at a nearby airport. Employees claim to have never seen him that day and there is no evidence of his plane taking flight. Don's daughter accuses Carol publicly of killing Don grinding up the body and feeding it to her tigers it is important to note that as of today these claims aren't substantiated I know there's a lot of memes about Carol killing mm-hmm. her husband I'm well aware and I've laughed at a few of them myself but as legally far, speaking legally speaking uh, Carol was never a suspect and she's never been charged
0: also um, I don't I don't think i put in my notes here but it's interesting to notice that she's so there's claims of um, Carol being abusive followed by um, Don kind of fearing for his life um, Carol after Don Went missing had a second kind of Partner who claimed the same things He also filed Restraining laws against Carol saying that He asked you know what happens if your husband comes back And she said dead bodies don't Talk or walk or something like that um, It's also in um, if you look at um, The guy who wrote the article's Tweets he does a bunch of um, Clarifications of things that were missed out and There's a good thread there and I found That in there so you know like there's evidence of carol maybe her mouth getting her in trouble maybe saying things she shouldn't which is a problem with joe as well um but yeah it's it's interesting to note that this is this won't be the first time carol is kind of on the domestic abuse kind of um allegations
1: it's kind of interesting that it seems that we started off our story with carol unfortunately claiming that she was being abused and now it seems that the picture that's being painted of Carol is she is the um, abuser herself now. Yeah,
0: I've seen a lot of people saying that her current husband, Howard, um is just, unlike the men she's day before, he's kind of a, quote-unquote, weaker man. Pushover, um, kind of. Yeah, and maybe that's why...
1: All I can think about is that picture of him, like, where they dress up in, like, the... Yeah. And he's got the... Right oh, funny enough, yeah, I
0: looked into it. They took a couple photos like that. Apparently, um, they were having their wedding, and he came back, um, he as a joke, dressed up as, like, a caveman sort of thing, and they took a bunch of novelty pictures which is where that one comes from
1: oh okay so Carol and Don's children enter a battle over Don's estate Carol wins the wildlife on Easy Street estate and all the cats house there what I find interesting here is I'm not sure how they split estates when
0: she had the power of attorney
1: but they Don't confirm that Don is dead. It's still not confirmed. No, but
0: after a certain amount of time, if you're missing, you presume dead. Oh, the karate. Okay. I also think it's interesting to note when you read the next part. Just remember that. Carol and his daughters were in a very big fight over property money of a m- millionaire, right?
1: I mean, the next point is in 2001, Joe's first husband dies of HIV complications. But that's...
0: Oh, well, there's, there's that, sh- I'm
1: assuming that's not what no. you were... <laughs> uh,
0: have we already been past the point where I said that she accused her of killing her husband? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, cool, yeah. Sorry, so with that, just remember that they were in a dispute of a property, and that's kind of relevant.
1: Joe, in order to make more money, begins working with magician Johnny Magic, combining Joe's animals and Johnny's illusions. After Johnny decided to leave, Joe continued the show, using many of the illusion tricks borrowed from Johnny. He travelled around, calling himself Joe Exotic, and used the shows as a way to draw in customers to his petting zoo.
0: Interestingly, I've used the word borrow there. A lot of people were saying stole, but once again, I'm trying to show Joe in a neutral light where I'm not accusing him of things, so... If you do say the word "stolen," use I've chose not to use that on purpose.
1: A dilemma quickly formed for Joe. However, he needed to have a constant supply of new baby tigers for his shows. These tigers quickly grew up and thus Joe needed more money to feed them, requiring more cubs. Later this year, Carol met Howard Bas- Baskin. Baskin oh, so can we just reflect on that
0: for a second? So as you can see there, he's using the cubs to bring business in, which therefore brings in revenue, but those clubs, when they grow up, Require more food And therefore he's draining himself So he can't really stop the cycle Because he still has all the, uh, the tigers to deal for And then no income
1: I think the saddest part about the cat industry too Is once a tiger reaches a certain age There appears to be Essentially no need for them Because they're not as appealing as yeah. the younger
0: Which is why you can kind of see Carol's point In a way, not to favour her here But if, you know, like If you try to stop this petting industry And this fascination with it um, then maybe you can stop the cycle because there's just so many cubs being born to bring in people and to make money that they just kind of get discarded after it, which is what Joe originally started to do he tried to build a thing where all the abandoned animals were, he would care for but you know, bills start racking up you can't just keep a bunch of tigers with no one coming through the doors you have to kind of draw them in which is why Joe tried his magic show which I'm not criticising him for but it's hard to. It's easy to look back and say, "Oh, you're in a little bit of a cycle there," but it's harder to break that cycle where you don't go bankrupt.
1: I mean, I think it's important to note as well that Joe, as far as we're aware, isn't. He's exploiting the tigers, I guess, for money and people's in, enjoyment, but he isn't abusing them, as far I as think, we can. I think. I
0: think you can. You can definitely exploit and still love, right?
1: Yeah, I think you could still it's have like, a love for... It's like
0: if you have a, you know, if you're a, a mother or a father of a child star and you're kind of being a little bit, um, you know, not the best parent and getting money off them, you can still love that child, but your actions might not be non-exploitive.
1: So, Carol met Howard Baskin.
0: They,
1: Baskin. Were, <laughs> they were later married in 2004. It was during Carol's holiday that she developed her end goal plan, Ending the big cat industry in America. This brought this began her crusade against all big cat owners and brought it into contact with Joe Exotic.
0: Yeah, so she was a big believer in kind of having an overarching, like, goal or something to do. And this is what she set her mind on just ending the industry in America. She said, I think, by 2025, she wanted to end it, which... I don't think she's on track, but, you know...
1: I mean, jo, Joe... She
0: she's at least brought exposure to it, you know, like, maybe not on purpose, mm-hmm. but she's, I, we wouldn't know about the big cat industry if it wasn't for is,
1: this case. That is true. Part 2. Battle of the big cats. In 2003, after a visit to another zoo in Oklahoma, Joe encounters his first liger, an animal that does not exist in the wild, only in captivity, and is the offspring of a tiger and a lion tigers and lions and I bears. I thought liger... Oh I'm
0: really dumb. I thought liger was a fictional animal. But apparently, <laughs> no, you can just have a lion and tiger breed and it comes out with a... Fi-
1: they, they don't see animal. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they don't see gender, they don't see animal. Fair enough. Joe begins breeding lions and tigers together Not to, bears. to birth his own liger. He then goes a step further and breeds a lion and a tiger together to grow a liger. A liger. Li- 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 <laughs> li- 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 <laughs> this ends with Joe breeding a... T- Tilly Liger.
0: Tilly Liger.
1: Or teeth, 3 We'll stick with teeth, Tilly,
0: sorry. Tilly Liger. So you basically breed, breed, breed. It's crazy.
1: These animals exist almost nowhere else on Earth.
0: Mm-hmm. They're very rare.
1: All right, we're jumping ahead about six years. Oh, you missed
0: out the best part there. So Joe's ultimate goal was to... He said that if he kept doing it, he could breed back to the original saber tiger or whatever it was from the thing. And basically every big cat expert's come out and says... That's just dumb.
1: How can I miss something if you don't write it down? I'm fairly sure I wrote it.
0: (laughs) Fairly sure I wrote it.
1: Alright, 2009. Joe marries two men simultaneously. So a polyamorous relationship. Yeah.
0: Which I think is that legal in America?
1: Well, it must be if you married them. Is it legal here? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Travis, a younger man who told everyone but Joe he was straight, And John, a man who began dating Joe right after graduating high school and began taking steroids at Joe's request. He also got a tattoo above his pelvis that read, privately owned by Joe Exotic.
0: Apparently, um, like, John and his relationship was so physical that John pushed him up against a wall once and he had to go to hospital. Oh. He just got him pumped on steroids and then obviously just (laughs) made love to him, which, Mm. Joe Exotic. Cool guy.
1: Health and safety is Joe's.
0: We can also see at the magic show too that I, I know we talked about four, we'll just go back to it real quick. Joe wanting to be on the spotlight. So yeah, it's helping his business, but at the end of the day it's also Joe just being a celebrity of sorts. Which he just he loved the spotlight.
1: And I mean the spotlight probably would have been Sean too, being in a polyamorous polyamorous relationship. Yeah,
0: apparently um the guy when we get to his eventual uh presidential campaign, the guy who ran his campaign apparently was, you know, a big fan of Joe saying that he really you know, had a great image for homosexual men everywhere, which is kind of cool.
1: Carol and Howard began to transform wildlife on Easy Street into big cat rescue. In order to achieve Carol's big cat business extermination (laughs) in America, the couple began a two-pronged attack. Howard, using his skills as fundraising... And Carol building an online presence and creating an audience which would later be used as an army. That is where the hi, all you cool cats and kittens would come from. Yeah.
0: You can tell I wrote this too, just on the phrasing here. <laughs> Two pronged attack. Oof.
1: Carol would call out the worst abusers on her website and call local moles to get them to cancel cub petting event, events, urging her fans to do the same.
0: It's basically just weaponized cancel culture. Like, this thing is bad don't do it or we will just keep bombarding you and telling people not to visit. She also said that she'd use her YouTube channel to call out any malls that um, didn't follow through. And I think she claimed to have the second biggest um, educational channel uh, of the time. So, yeah, using your influence to kind of stop behaviour you don't like.
1: Carol begins emailing and using her fans and various programs to bombard malls where Joe was scheduled to perform with thousands of complaints. This forced Moles to cancel Joe's appearances, cutting off a major avenue to get people into his park and also a major revenue stream.
0: And we have to also acknowledge it. this wasn't just Joe she was doing this with. She was targeting anyone who was using big cats to exploit
1: I think the danger in this situation is, as we've discussed, Joe was in a cycle where he needed these shows to yeah. pay for the Tigers as they got older. And by Carol cutting that off, Joe is now in a position where...
0: Yeah, but the thing Which is
1: her goal, but... We're
0: looking at this from a neutral standpoint of, okay, both parties have a reason why they're doing it. But for Carol, she's hell-bent on... Even her own husband who, you know... ex Sorry, it was deceased husband, um, who she was like, you know... Obviously a really big relationship with She still disagreed with him And had fights over this So someone like Joe She's not going to care about his situation And as we see later I don't think she really cares if Joe goes bankrupt
1: In September 2010 Joe pays to survey the big cat rescue from a helicopter He was hung out the He was hung out the open door of the helicopter by John Whilst taking photos Oh
0: those steroids paid off boys
1: (laughs) A former employee also leaked Several documents to Joe, including a diary of Carol's that d- detailed the allegations of her killing Don. Joe began posting online about it and even offered a $10,000 reward for evidence of her killing her husband. Also, there is a YouTube video of Joe making fun of Carol and having an actor dressed up as Carol, and there's that whole joke of.
0: Oh, the video? Yeah. Yeah, so basically he's just going on a crusade against her now. Um, It's interesting to see that Joe is fixated on this woman, where. Carol just wants to stop anyone who's like Joe. So you can see a divide here where Carol was kind of like, I guess, I wouldn't say not caring, but she's kind of just like Joe's just a guy, whereas.
1: Doing something yeah, I don't want to.
0: Whereas to Carol, uh, so to Joe, Carol is the devil incarnate and he, she's there to crush him. So it's interesting to see that now we look at it like where Joe is where seen publicly as the hero and Carol the villain. Carol never. doesn't seem like she cared about this issue too much. Like. Yes, she went to the FBI later on, but that's only because she was getting threats. Like, if Joe just stayed out of her life, I don't think this would have kept escalating.
1: Around this time, Joe changes the name of his company to Big Cat Rescue Entertainment. They not re- not
0: not Big Cat Rescue, Entertainment the end changes it's everything. Di- it's different.
1: It's different. They replicate a logo similar to <laughs> Big Cat Rescue. No 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 no. It's different. It's different. <laughs> And produce business cards and flyers to trick people into thinking Carol was a hypocrite and was touring a cub petting show.
0: That's uh, alleged. I just want to put in there. Um, it was just a random coincidence.
1: In February two thousand eleven, Carol files a lawsuit against Joe on the grounds of copyright for one million in punitive damages. Ca- I don't
0: think she's wrong there too. Joe, I know we're memeing here, but Joe literally set out to make it look like Carol was doing a um, cub petting. To her and stole her logo and her likeness to do it and Carol's like you can't do that I'm getting phone calls from people asking what I'm doing you're making me look like an idiot I'm going to sue you I'm pretty sure and also Howard her husband is a, I'm pretty sure he's an ex-lawyer so I don't think Joe was too smart here I don't think I would have done the same thing
1: so not surprisingly Carol won the case
0: yeah it's, it wasn't even close
1: <laughs> Joe filed for bankruptcy transferring his land to his mum and changing the name of the zoo giving himself the title of entertainment director.
0: I think it's also interesting to note here that Joe claims that Carol won by out-moneying him. So he doesn't think he, at the moment, I don't know how he feels now, but he doesn't feel like Carol should have won that case. He feels like he lost because of lack of money, but I don't think I agree with that.
1: Netflix also highlighted this image of once a thing was transferred over into Joe's mum's, and I think even his dad's name. They um, portrayed that Carol was now targeting Joe's elderly parents when that wasn't the case at all. She was still trying to target Joe for copyright.
0: Like I said, I'm, I'm just under the assumption that Carol didn't care about Joe that much. She was, she, he was just kind of like an annoyance rather than how Joe views her as the devil. Like, she's the worst.
1: Joe received minor stardom from the case and was contacted with the offer of making a reality show. This never went through, so Joe decided to create the show himself. Joe began running his show, Joe Exotic TV, broadcasting nightly to viewers.
0: The author of the article said that um, whilst Joe said he had a massive audience, the um author believed that it was just like a small handful of people where Joe kind of talked it up to be a lot more.
1: Probably more more likely people taking the piss out of him too.
0: Well, no, apparently it was just like a couple loyal fans, but it's kind of like how we are. We don't have a massive following, but we have a a few amount of people who regularly tune in and listen to us. Hang
1: on, we're almost up to 300 plays. How exciting.
0: 299 at the moment. In
1: 2014, Joe hired Rick Kirkham to help with his show. Joe begins to become paranoid. The staff were barely paid, often between $150 to $300 a week, and had to resort to stealing expired meat donated by Walmart for the cats. Joe believes that a computer hack committed by... Cannabis-themed YouTuber George Jones, known as Nat Geo, was orchestrated by Carol, telling his staff not to trust anyone.
0: So, interesting to note, the 150 to 300 a week was also for, like, 60 hours work.
1: Yeah, it was crazy how much work they did. In a
0: dangerous environment. And they're resorting to eating, basically, expired meat from a company like Walmart, which I assume is, like, the Audi of America.
1: The widespread use of meth also causing his problems. Joe would fire anyone he suspected of being high, whilst also, as reported by employees, possibly was also high himself. Yeah,
0: so apparently he was sitting on a pedestal being like, anyone high or fire, whilst he was like, licking his lips and like, doing a bit of, um, yeah.
1: Accidents were also frequent. Joe would have several injuries as a result of tigers, and one employee, Saf, lost his arm in a tiger attack. Saf returned to work shortly after, apologising to Joe for the damage the incident had on the park.
0: I don't want to throw Netflix on the bus again, but in the documentary that I referred to Saf as um, she, her, she and and her and her. she a lot, but um, Saf prefers to go by he or him. It was also brought up in the 8th episode by John McHale. I don't think Saf cared that much, but if anyone wants to discuss the case, yes, yeah, Saf is he or her. Uh, he or.
1: And it's also funny that um one of my favorite like scenes from Tiger King documentary is Joe going back into the like the reception area, and he's got his EMT jacket on. And he's like, if anyone wants a refund, we just had an employee attacked.
0: Fun fact: Joe was an EMT.
1: Oh, yeah, is that um, because of his police?
0: Yeah, so be- I think before that career, he was actually had a career as an EMT, which he apparently he just
1: saved the jacket. In yeah, uh,
0: um, more the author said he was very apparently Joe was very um, proud of being an EMT.
1: In March 2015, a mysterious fire burned down, Joe's, burned down Joe's TV studio and a nearby alligator enclosure, killing several baby alligators that were offspring of the alligator that lived on Michael Jackson's ranch.
0: Fun little fact there. They were the same alligators as MJ's uh, thing, offsprings.
1: Joe, clearly still in c- carol paranoia, believed Rick was paid $20,000 by her to start the fire, we didn't start the fire.
0: Thanks, Robin. <laughs>
1: um, six months later, after Rick moved to Texas, his house burnt down in the middle of the night, killing his dog and almost killing him.
0: I don't think Netflix covered that.
1: No, I, I don't. I remember, the, I alli- think it's I remember quite, the alligators.
0: I think it's quite important, though, that like the guy who was accused of it and fled, his house was later also targeted.
1: During this time, prominent celebrities such as Rachel Starr and Shaquille O'Neal were frequent visitors of the park. It was during a dinner night with rapper Radio Raheem...
0: I've never heard his music. The
1: ...that Joe proclaimed that he was dying from prostate and bone marrow cancer. This was later proven to be false. Joe stated that he had two months to live and that he had brought an AR-15 rifle in order to hunt Dan Carroll, describing how he would mutilate her dead body.
0: I'm uh, um, Being modest there, he went into a lot of detail, according to guests, and they asked him to stop and he he kept going. Um, so... His uh, paranoia and revenge at Carol is just on the spot here, which, I mean, fair enough, she's suing him for a million dollars, but also don't tell people you want to kill and mutilate her and don't lie about cancer. It just
1: makes you look suspicious.
0: Yeah, and don't lie about cancer.
1: That's one of the worst things she could do. He sent
0: a picture to uh, Moore being like this is um, tr- evidence of it, but apparently it was just for unrelated in- injuries he was in hospital for.
1: In the same month, Carol receives a call from a woman named Jacqueline Thompson, Jacqueline discussed a plot to kill Carol in which she would be injected with ketamine, thrown in a truck, and left in a swamp. Another woman, Ashley Page Webster, told Carol that Joe had offered her a few thousand dollars to kill Carol. Carol contacted law enforcement, who told her without Joe physically attacking her, there was not much they could do.
0: It also just shows, like, these are some pretty anime-style plots here. Like, (laughs) we're going to dose her with ketamine, throw her in a truck, and leave her in a swamp. And also, Joe just... Th- this is the same thing with um, Silk Road stuff. How much does a Hitman actually cost?
1: Like, it ranges, Yeah, apparently. like,
0: I'm pretty sure your boy, Nob was, um... <laughs> we're going to bring him up every episode. I love him. Um, He was claiming that, like, he wasn't... Uh, there wasn't enough money. So how much... Does anyone know how much a Hitman actually costs? I don't want one, but I'm just curious about the cost.
1: Part 3. The low blow. As it was clear that Joe did not have $1 million, the, ba- the Baskins decided to relieve some of the debt if he agreed to stop cub petting and breeding. This almost was almost successful, but in late 2015, between a phone call between Joe, Howard, the lawyers and a mediator, Jeff Lowe jumped into the call, proclaiming that they were not doing the deal and fuck Howard and fuck his cunt wife.
0: Yeah, uh, I think this is a very famous scene from the show.
1: Joe and Jeff had an arrangement. Joe would sign the zoo over to Jeff, and in return, Jeff would fight Joe's legal battle against Carol. Jeff began sneaking tigers in Vegas clubs, charging people $2,000 to pet them.
0: Yeah, he was, like, sneaking them in, like, Louis Vuitton bags and shit. he was
1: getting girls into his room. Yeah. (laughs) Shit's crazy. Joe, inspired by Donald Trump, began a campaign for the presidency in 2015, running as a libertarian, despite not really knowing what a libertarian yeah, was. Yeah, he
0: was more of like a populist. I don't think he actually knows what a libertarian is.
1: In October 2017... Oh, also, okay. famously
0: enough, I looked at it, Wikipedia have since said that uh, Joe has been um, denounced from the Libertarian Party. Oh. Yeah, they're not... They're not.
1: <laughs> mm. In October 2017, another famous scene from the Netflix documentary... Joe's 23 year old husband, Travis Maldonado, accidentally shot himself in the head with a pistol. Joe became unhinged from this, sensing Travis's presence in objects and seeing visions of him. Two months later, Joe eventually found and married another husband, Dylan Passage.
0: Apparently, he hired people to go on Tinder and Grinder, not Tinder, sorry, Grinder and like all those sort of things to find him a husband. It was like the zoo owner wants a husband or some shit. It was crazy.
1: Joe also made weird sexual references to Travis at his funeral.
0: Yeah, I left it out. I didn't think it was relevant, but yeah.
1: Uh, Funnily enough, Travis's mum was also invited to... There was only a few guests at Joe's second wedding. I think it's his third, actually, by now, Mm. to Dylan. He invited Travis's mum as one of the few guests, which was...
0: Well, he was obviously close to the family.
1: Yeah. Joe banks an offer to Alan Glover, a new employee who was previously employed employed by Jeff and now rehired at the zoo. He offered him $5,000 to kill Carol, telling him the best time and place to do it.
0: Um, I did leave this out, but uh, Alan... I think Joe originally said to shoot her, and Alan said, I can't have a gun because of my felony. I don't know how American gun laws work, but um, apparently he couldn't obtain a gun, so he said he'd just cut her head off, and Joe's like, yeah. Okay. I think, famously, I think famously they are looking at her bike um, path and how she used to ride around, and they were going to get her there. Yep. As someone who um, frequently rides a bike, that's scary. Please don't monitor my bike usage, anyone.
1: Please don't push me over on my bike. I go quite fast.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> In November, on November 8,
1: 2017, fellow Tiger owner and friend of Joe, James Garris Garrison? Garrison, Garrison comes to the zoo. He also um, rides a jet ski to yeah. Eye of the Tiger, and it's my favourite, like...
0: <laughs> I love... This is my favourite part. This is where everyone thinks that the FBI is their best friend. It's so <laughs> crazy.
1: He strikes up a conversation with Alan, inquiring about the hit. James begins taping his interactions with both men as evidence for the FBI.
0: I left this out, but... um, So, Alan originally just wanted to see... Um, where what's his name again Garrison Garrison, yeah. Garrison he just wanted to get some like apparently in Alan's phone Garrison was just saved as pussy <laughs> like all Alan wanted was for Garrison to hook him up with some women and Garrison's trying to get like information for the FBI and like uh, some quotes in that was like Alan being like um, I, I'm not long for this world I'm gonna go to hell and Garrison's like yeah we all are mate but she doesn't deserve to live and like they were just like being real like Godfather 3 about it it's real weird
1: Alan eventually takes Joe's money and flees. <laughs> a month later, the FBI... I mean,
0: who didn't see that happening?
1: A month later, the FBI introduced an undercover agent to Joe, known as Mark.
0: Not Mark, for snobs. <laughs>
1: to try to organise a second hit. June 15th, 2018. After trying to euthanize ten tigers, Jeff had enough of Joe and ordered him away from the park. Joe obliged and left with Dylan.
0: He also took a, a couple of young cubs as well.
1: The pair claimed through Instagram posts, so when you're trying to hide. Through Instagram posts, they were in Mexico, but in reality, they were in Florida, trying to start fresh.
0: Yeah, they're only in Tampa, Florida, which only thing I know about Tampa, Florida is apparently old people live there and that WrestleMania was there one oh, year.
1: Oh, yeah, I knew I knew that from yeah, somewhere. Yeah,
0: that's the only thing I you know about it. No, wait, it was meant to be at Tampa. It was meant to be at Tampa this year. And then, yeah, covid
1: September 7th, 2018. The FBI, having tracked down Alan and through cooperations of Jeff Lowe, they found Joe, non, not surprisingly. He wasn't, wasn't in Mexico. No, it wasn't hard. It was very photoshopped. Yeah. <laughs> Outside a hospital, he was visiting to inquire about work.
0: Really weirdly, the thing I've noticed about this, it happened with Silk Road as well, the FBI is like... I know it's their job, but they're real good at tracking people down.
1: I feel like it wasn't that hard to miss Joe Exotic.
0: No, you know what I mean. Like they somehow tracked down Alan. It's just like we we know what happened. You want to talk to us? He's like, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I'd rather do that than face charges for yeah. attempted hits. Did
0: Alan um, face charges? I'm actually not quite sure. Uh,
1: I feel like he got off them. I think. what would
0: he be arrested for?
1: Conspiracy. Maybe,
0: but I mean, he didn't go through with it. But he didn't report it. Mm, I'm not sure.
1: And in March 2019, Joe stands trial for two counts of murder for hire and 17 counts of exotic animal abuse, including the killing of five tigers.
0: Yeah, he saw a tiger, alright.
1: He saw a tiger and he... Made... And as we
0: famously know, uh, Joe was found guilty and is currently in jail. Well, I think Donald Trump said that he was trying to pardon Joe.
1: Yeah, something in the media about trying to pardon Joe. I'm not 100% sure on that what if that's actually something seriously Anyway,
0: on. let's get into some uh, conclusions and ideas. So, I have a couple questions for you, and I also have the addendment tw- um, tweets by Moore. Did mm-hmm. you want me to go through my questions for you first, or the addendums by Moore to give you more information?
1: Let's go through the addendums. Right,
0: I'll just get them up for you. So, for people who don't know, Robert Moore is the um, author and responsible for the a podcast and a long form news article um on the case he spent four years documenting joe and carroll um and he spent a week living at the zoo and talked to a lot of people in the documentary um i feel like he's the best source i know people are obsessed with the netflix documentary i know they think it's amazing but i just think that more has more to cover on the topic and is just a better writer than the netflix directors are directors i know that's people like it and they love it, but I really just think that Moore's work is better, so I used a lot of his. And, um, yeah, he went through and he kind of covered some things that weren't in a documentary. Um, so one of them is that, uh, tweet on the thread number 15, one day a source sent me some messages that came from Joe's phone. Joe contacts tended to be listed as, like, James Tiger or Mark Police. I noticed one of the contacts was simply, Mike Hit. I called up the number and it turned out to be a guy called Psycho Mike. Oh. He was a former hitman, or bones collector, for a Mexican gang in Dallas.
1: I mean, that, go- that goes with the name.
0: <laughs> he, uh, since given up the life, recently he'd been helping Joe try to get a zoo open in Dallas.
1: Imagine trying to say, oh, yeah, I used to be a hitman. I've actually retired from that profession.
0: Well, why would you not? We well, you got nothing to hide. <laughs> he, uh, um, so, Robert asked him whether uh, Joe had ever approached him by killing Carol. He said no. Right. Um. And then to number 17... Ma-
1: maybe he just had his number to keep his options open.
0: Maybe. We don't know. We'll never know. But it just shows that Joe was talking to several hitmen for hire. Or so
1: known hitmen.
0: Yeah. Whether you want to think that he was abusing animals or not, there is clear evidence in an FBI sting operation where he was definitely talking to hitmen for hire and he was very casual about telling how he wanted to kill Carol, which... Whether you like Carol or not, you can't just go around saying you want to murder people and then trying to plan their death. That's just not okay. So number 17 is... To anyone who f- came away from King* Netflix thinking Joe was framed, please take a look at the secretly taped conversation between Joe and James, which was played at the trial. These are not the words of an innocent man. I'll get you to read them.
1: Alright. So, starting with uh, Joe. Yeah, what I am doing is having him buy a Go phone down there and Jeff is buying a Go phone so they can communicate and then throw them away. And we are going to overnight his phone to Vegas and Jeff is going to text pictures every once in a while back to the staff so that way his phone registers in Vegas. James Garretson, Damn. Joe. As long as you don't get caught red-handed, I think we got this. James Garretson, Yeah. Joe. But if they bust him red-handed, me and Jeff are just... We got our story down to where we fired the motherfucker and he just went off the deep end. So, so
0: that's obviously in relation to the Allen kind of Yeah, I was plot.
1: about to ask you if that was to do with Alan.
0: Yeah. And then I've got some more evidence of just um, Joe and um, Jeff being dodgy businessmen. So, number 18. When Jeff teamed up with Joe, one of their schemes was to buy the land next door and open a bisexual strip club slash petting zoo called Tigers and Dreams. Later, the plan changed into opening a drive through movie theatre, which is just a horrible idea for a business, going to be real.
1: What, where you just sit, you have the tiger cubs, or you pet them while you watch a movie?
0: I don't think that was it. I think it was just a literally drive-in movie theatre, which is...
1: No one wants to go to them anymore. Apparently
0: they're coming back in popularity because <laughs> mm-hmm. of COVID. Um,
1: well, Jeff... the car would be 1.5 distance, yeah. yeah.
0: Jeff convinced a guy named Joe Bath to lend him some equipment and start construction. Then Jeff went and sold the equipment... Bar filed lawsuit. The next day, Bar's house mysteriously burned down. Oh,
1: so this there's a, a habit of things burning down.
0: Yeah. And then the last one, I think, is... Uh, well, actually, two more. So, one more for Joe, one more for Carol. So, number 20. People often ask why no one at Joe's Zoo ever spoke out. Part of the reason was because he made his employees sign a $1 million non-disclosure agreement, which, turns out, wasn't legally valid. Here's a text thing for me on one point. So, this is from Joe to Robert. Just so you know, most everyone you have talked to from the zoo has $1 million confidentiality contracts from the zoo. Carol is being sued for getting an employee to talk and break that. So when this comes out, it's going to rock a few lives. And why did you need to talk to my website designer? So, yeah, he was lying to his employees. That's probably why a lot of them didn't say what they actually A lot of
1: them painted a very normal and successful picture of Joe.
0: Yeah. And then 21... If you look closer at the restraining order, Don filed against Carol. His signature doesn't match the one in his power of attorney, which handed control to Carol in the event of his disappearance. When he asked Carol about this, she said he could barely read or write anyway. Mm. So apparently, the signatures don't match up. And when asked about it, she said she's I...
1: trying to justify it by saying he couldn't write it himself. So she, so she helped him out. Nothing dodgy. Which a
0: million-dollar businessman not being able to write a signature?
1: That seems unlikely.
0: Yeah, I feel like you'd have a lot of fraud at that point. Anyway, that's just some things I want to add. Uh, so questions for you. Alright. Okay. Do you think the Netflix documentary has hurt or helped this case?
1: I think it's helped the case in the respect that before this Tiger King documentary, I'd never heard of Joe Exotic, Carol, or Don Lewis. I didn't even know they were and existed in the world. So I think it's opened people's eyes to the whole picture in that in that including. Joe's treatment of cubs, Carol's husband's suspicious death, whatever way you want to think about it, yeah, and just the big cat industry as a whole. I think Netflix was successful in shining a light on all of that in that respect. But as I said at the start, Netflix, not Netflix themselves, but Netflix documentaries, are notorious for painting one-sided pictures about protagonists. Yeah, we've seen it. You see it in Making a Murderer. Making a Murderer is an obvious one. It paints this... I, I'm, as we as we may have mentioned, I'm very big team Steve Avery. I am not. <laughs> but Netflix, the documentary makers, sorry, I keep... Yeah. They left... Well, so- no, I
0: think it's on Netflix too for buying these and giving them a platform.
1: They left so much out of the other side and the suspicious, other suspicious circumstances that would have painted a worse picture of Steve and Brendan.
0: Yeah. uh Number two, do you think Joe should be released...
1: I don't think... I think that the hire, wanting to hire someone for Carol's murder, I don't think there's any question about that. I he think also
0: paid. Remember, oh, yeah. to get done on this thing, I think you have to hire and pay. Yeah. And he did it twice.
1: Yeah, so I don't think there's any dispute about that. He no. should definitely be serving charges for at least, like, intimidation and threatening to kill someone. Yeah. um, He's
0: obviously not a hero <clears throat> here.
1: In terms of actually the other, I think it's like the other seventeen counts
0: of yeah, exotic animal. Abuse. From what
1: I understand, there is evidence to back that up.
0: I don't think that's the main focus. Weirdly enough, I think people have kind uh, of. I think
1: that that's yeah. probably one of the biggest reasons Joe's in jail. Like the seven, one count no. is no. I mean the one. The,
0: disagree. You only. got no. The
1: one count is the two. F- oh, okay. Two counts of getting someone to, like, hire to kill. But then the other 17 are all animal yeah, abuse. Yeah, but the, his
0: 22 years in total, how many of those years do you reckon come from the murder to hire? Yeah, fair, probably they, more if, of it than say the they, animal. Say, it, like, thing, like, they carry five to ten. That's probably already half.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, do you think Carol killed her husband? You know I do. What, why? <laughs> what, what?
1: I mean, it, that is coming directly from the Netflix documentary, so I... Has
0: any of this new information changed her mind or how we've been viewing it?
1: No, I think it's still incredibly suspicious. I'm not 100%. I mean, I say that I think she killed her husband, but I'm not 100% convinced. There's there's certainly not enough evidence there.
0: Yeah, Criminology question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think the parents of both Joe and Carol failed their duty of care by not reporting the sexual assault?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. You didn't mention to me whether Joe told his parents, but...
0: I it, think still that it, it was going on in their house. There must have been signs or warning signals of this abuse.
1: I think, yeah. Okay,
0: I've, well, nothing about Joe, Carol's parents, did I, they fail their duty of care towards her?
1: I think because of their Christian beliefs, yes. And they didn't really um, deal, deal with the, the trauma that was probably haunting Carol in her relationships from then on. Yeah. So she kind of just, when she got into a relationship with Mike, I think she maybe thought that that was the way women needed to be or meant to be treated. She almost
0: like kind of stumbled her way to being a millionaire, weirdly mm-hmm. enough.
1: But then I think she realised later on as she got... I mean, she was 17 when she met Mike as she yeah. developed into a young adult.
0: I mean, your brain doesn't fully function till you're 25. She
1: realised that assault in any form isn't an acceptable behaviour that should be...
0: Yeah, and it's interesting to see that after that relationship, she has had several claims of domestic abuse. Almost like she thought it was normalized. Maybe I'm not quite sure.
1: I mean, I don't know if Carol was money hungry. I really, I really don't. When it came to Don Lewis, I think
0: he did help her out. Like if her story I is do, I true. I just, I
1: just think it's incredibly suspicious. No matter what way you look at it, I don't think he just went off to Miami and no one's ever been able to locate him. I definitely
0: yeah.
1: think there's something.
0: All right, context question for you. Do you think Tiger King would be as big as it is if it wasn't for COVID?
1: Mm, I think that COVID's given people more of a reason to stay at home and watch Netflix, obviously, and it became the number one trending, so people... You know, Show the
0: community, shout out to my boy Joe McHale
1: While ultimately jumping autom- Sorry, automatically jumping on and being like Oh, you know, these people in these groups Are saying, you know, did Carol Baskin kill her husband What's all this about?
0: I think we've just seen how quickly a meme really does spread Like, it's insane how quickly people jumped onto You know, TikTok, um, Facebook everywhere Twitter, Instagram All your true crime groups were like spam with You know, uh, targeting questions It's been yeah. on the news, it's been everywhere Donald Trump has even talked about, you know, freeing Joe Sorry, Wrestlers like Drew McIntyre have referenced Hey Cool Cats and Kittens. It's it's everywhere.
1: I, and I think that Netflix played a role in how... As I said, I'd never heard of any of this until...
0: The saddest thing is just how underrated Moore's article has gone in all this. Because so I really think that's the best example of documenting this experience. But he's just been overshadowed by Netflix and that's kind of... That's why I want to draw attention and do this episode. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of this case. I don't think it's actually that interesting. But I also think that Moore should be more res- more respected uh, for his work.
1: Mm. Anyway, so that was our Tiger King, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin episode. Let us know: Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? What do you think of Joe Exotic? What do you think the relevance of their backgrounds was to what happened in the end?
0: And whether you're a cool cat or a kitten let us know thanks for listening guys ciao
1: bye